1: Sunset, finding inspiration and purpose
2: in life through Christ. Hey, welcome to the Sunset. It's episode number twenty-four of the Sunset right here on Downtown Radio, the heart of the city, the heart of the people. I'm your host Umpho Mushobani, and today, guys, you're going to hear something that you've never heard before on the Sunset—a testimony that's going to keep you glued. To your cell phones. I'll be joined by Dintle Tsoake, a mining engineer who graduated from VERTS in 2018. She's a managing director of Linton Consultancy and she's from JTL Ministries. And most of you who know Dintle, I can guarantee you that you don't know what she's going to be sharing with us today. So yeah, please sit back and enjoy the show. And yes, welcome to the sunset. It's November 27th. It's Black Friday weekend. Guys, please, Don't be fooled by some of the prices that you guys see in shops. Most shops will sell you two sneakers for 3000 rands, while one sneaker is actually 1.5. So it's pretty much the same normal price as before. They are just fooling you. Before you can make or you can confidently make uh, a purchase or you can confidently say that something is on sale, make sure you know the actual price of that particular item. What was the item's cost before? What was the item's cost on a normal day? So please, guys, don't be fooled. Make sure that you make the right financial choices. And yes, don't forget to hit us up on social media. So follow us on Twitter at underscore Downtown Radio. You can also go and like our Facebook page, The Official Downtown Radio. Or send us an email, info.downtownradio at gmail.com. Let's take a quick break and we'll be joined by Dintley after this. Hi, this is Sakila Makaza, the Downtown Radio intern. You are listening to Downtown Radio, the heart of the city, the heart of the people.
1: Hello, hi everyone. You are listening to Downtown Radio, the heart of the city, the heart of the people. I am DJ Andy, your Downtown Radio intern.
2: Hi. This is Mpo Mushobani, Downtown Radio host now Listen to Downtown Radio, the heart of the city, the heart of the people.
1: Hi, this is Adelaide Motua, the Downtown Radio host. You're listening to Downtown Radio, the heart of the city, the heart of the people. Hi,
2: everyone. This is let the Downtown Radio host. You are listening to Downtown Radio, the heart of the city, heart of the people.
0: What's up, guys? This is Peli Mtiane, the head of HR and marketing department, right here on Downtown Radio.
1: Hey, guys. This is Citi, host of Unplugged, and you're listening to Downtown Radio, heart of the city, heart of the people.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to The Sunset. It's Downtown Radio, the heart of the city, the heart of the people. And today I'm joined by Dintle. Sohake. Okay. Welcome to the show, Dintle. welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me.
2: Do you know the first time I always thought that your name is spelled with a D and not an L, because it, it's very weird if you don't <laughs> know so too that Dintle is spelled with an L as in Linkley, but it's pronounced as Dinkley. you remember? <laughs> I always struggled with that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can you please explain explain about I- what why is it L, not D, but it's Dintle. Okay.
1: Uh, all right. So I have family in Lesotho, right? So when I was named, I was named, you know, Dintle with the spelling of Lesotho. So in Lesotho they don't have a D. You know, there are certain letters that have been omitted from their spelling. So oh. they don't have a D yeah wherever whenever you say d you actually write l i you know they don't have it they don't have a you know certain letters so they spell them in a certain way but when you pronounce them you pronounce them in the same way south africans would oh okay
2: makes sense all right Right. yeah guys for those who don't know her she's a mining engineer who graduated from vets in 2018 a managing director of linton consultancy uh, she's from JTL Ministries, and JTL stands for Jesus Christ to all languages. It's an international church. But Linkle is in the Johannesburg branch. Spiritual father is Pastor Kiluba, and she's serving under Pastor Ebenezer Kiluba. She's serving at JTL as an ushering leader and a shepherd leader. So yeah, I didn't like comfortable? Are you are you are you are you happy to be on the show? Because I remember you and now we spoke about you being yeah. on the show, and then it never happened because you're a very busy woman, eh?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah at least now i'm here and i'm really grateful to be here today uh, thanks Thank thanks,
2: thanks for being thanks for making time and being with us and i know that i saw your pictures on, on, on social media you were, you were in zimbabwe What is happening there
1: <laughs> oh no so it was a business trip uh like you know now i'm fully i'm working full time for for my company now so we had, uh, you know, some clients from ZIM that needed us to do mineral exploration. So, yeah, that's why I had to, you know, go that side and see what's happening on the site, you know. Oh. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to do
2: mm. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't even have a passport, much. so if I get a chance to go to another country, I don't know what I'm going to do.
1: Get a passport. You'll never know what's next.
2: <laughs> I must make that one, yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: definitely.
2: man, I remember... When you and I met, it was in 2019, right? Um, right. Pulling mine. Underground.
1: Underground.
2: <laughs> Do you still remember what, happened?
1: what happened? I just remember that you and uh, I don't remember his name well, but you guys were busy there at the emulsion tank. You know, you were busy with emulsion, preparing for blasting, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the first time we met, definitely there.
2: But the first time we spoke it we was mm-hmm. underground 89 we were going to the waiting place from the station and then you and I were speaking and then from the first few minutes uh-huh. we were speaking I remember you asked me if I'm saved
1: right you right I remember I remember I remember
2: do, you remember, why, do yes. you remember why do you remember why you asked me why I got saved if I'm saved
1: <laughs> well remind me <laughs>
2: uh. <laughs>
1: Let's not, let not mention really? that one. It's fine. No, Let's
2: let not mention I said I asked you, I asked you on a date, and you like um the first thing that you said is if is if I'm saved. Like, oh, this is gonna be a tough <laughs> not to cry. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun, it was fun, man. And then yeah, I remember you asked me if I was saved, and then I said yeah, and then I, I, was, I was still going to, to Grace because I just arrived here in yeah. Carltonville, So I was going to Grace Bible Church, and then yeah, I mean, that's how we we kicked it off with our conversation, and then yeah, you told me very a very touching story about how you got saved and how difficult it was in the beginning, the things that you went through spiritually. And I felt like uh, a yeah. story is something that, you know, some people might get something out of it. You no, know? like, well, And I know it's a very long story, but because we also have other questions to add on top of that, maybe we can try to yeah. to give a bit of a summary on what happened and then how you got saved. Can you right. please maybe briefly brief us about when and how you got saved, how, how you became a Christian?
1: Okay. Um, right. So I remember it was in um, which year was it? Cause I was doing grade seven, 2008 Yes, 2008, you know, our, I had this other friend of mine and we met this other girl and she invited us to her church, you know, we became friends with her as well. And um, so when we got to her church, you know, cause my friend, you know, she loved singing, but you know, when they invited us to the church, we are like, okay, since I love singing, you know, we'll come to your church and just, yeah. you know, enjoy the music. Yes, Because we were not, because my family was also not like, you know, um, you know, people who really went to church all the time, who were really committed at that time. Mm. So for me, church was not really, you know, something that I grew up in, but it was interesting to, you know, go to that church. So when we got there, um, they made an altar call. Oh my gosh, I didn't understand. You know mm. what was happening. So but after call,
2: they wanted like people who want to be saved to come in front.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. They wanted people who want to be saved to come inside. You know, they gave that question, who would like to accept Christ? Obviously, that was after preaching. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here. Then mm. the girl who invited us, who was now our friend, pushed us to the front. You know? yeah. I'm like, okay, what's happening here? But anyway, we were there. We couldn't go back. To the sick, we had in front. in front. We're already in front, you know. And um, yeah, you know, we made this prayer, and um, you know, we're receiving Christ. Okay, Lord, what's going on here? I didn't understand. And after church, we're then you know given a bit of a teaching, and um, I think, you know, though I didn't understand what was going on, you know, God had already started working. And I remember going back to the story that to you actually touched on that I had given you underground. You know, I used to be someone who was, you know, who used to be attacked, you know, mm. by, you know, some spiritual realities that I didn't know at that time. And mm. I would just, you know, out of nowhere, you know, I remember even when I was already born again, I was already in varsity. Imagine being that girl who keeps falling, who mm. keeps painting, that happens I would go blind you know guys mm. I would I would go blind and I remember this other day just to give you a, a bit of an understanding of the things I used to go through so I remember I was with this other lady you know, we were doing first year mm. and um, as we were walking going to a tutorial session you know I began to see you know things coming towards me And I I screamed, oh, my gosh, they are here, because I already knew how that happened. During the day? day, During the day, yeah. Imagine on campus, you know, so at Vets, there's West Campus and East Campus. So we were Mm. from the East Campus going to the West Campus, and we were about to pass the robots by amic deck, those who know the campus. Mm. So we are there just by the robots. Imagine I saw these, and I became blind, yeah?
2: What what are these things? What are these things? Are they they creatures, or...? WC.
1: I don't know. So I saw like, uh, shadows. If I yeah, it, if mm. I put it like that, a lot of shadows in a very high speed coming towards me. So Ish. that's what always, happens, you know. And funny enough, this time I was walking. It was unlike all the other days where it would happen when I'm sitting on a couch or stuff like that. This time I was walking with this classmate of mine, and wow, these mm. lot of shadows they came and I screamed. I'm like, oh my gosh, they are here she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, they are here. And mm-hmm. immediately when I said that, I went blind, you know? So I went blind. Blind means blind. Kat. I can't we'll see, see anything. anything. I can't see anything. I screamed, you know? But I already knew, man, this thing, it was more like my reality now. It's something that I always, you know, went through. Mm-hmm. And there's I was screaming there. She took me to the side. Remember, we are by the robots, ne? Mm-hmm. She took me to the side and we had to sit down. And I remember crying. Oh, please touch me because I can't feel myself. It's like I'm I'm so away. I can only hear the voice, you know, that someone is next to me. She's here, and she's 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 also screaming for help for campus mm. control to come.
2: What about the people around you? Me, the people are surprised what's oh, happening. Around you.
1: Oh, oh my gosh, you know, students. Oh Lord, shame. And funny enough, I was hitting my head on the floor, you know? Yeah? So on the pavement. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah, I yeah, I used to go through such and I would hit my head on the pavement, I scream like, please touch me, because I can't feel myself. It's like I'm losing, you know, I don't know what. Yeah. So she would say, But I'm here, I'm touching you. I can't feel you, please touch me. I'm going away, you know. I but scream. You feel I think you you she's a pain. Better. When
2: you hit your head on the floor, you don't feel pain.
1: I can't feel pain. You know, she's the one telling me now that I didn't because when I wake up, you know, from all of this. I see injury on my head. I see all these sorts of things. Whoa. So she can tell the story better because apparently my eyes are now changing and all of that. So the blindness would go for a while. Me? And mm. then after a few, I don't know, minutes or whatever, then I faint. Then mm. I, can't, I can't tell what it is. Then I wake up in the hospital. remember I went to Charlotte McGregor and yeah, that was my life adversity. And yeah, I mean, wow. You know, so Christ, Christ, yeah, has been... <laughs> If we had time, I'll tell you even how I got delivered from all of that. But yeah, Mm. that's something that I used to go through. So yeah, that's how I got born again in grade seven. And yeah, I started saving and all of that. And then I got baptized in 2012 in grade 11. And that's when I decided, you know what? I'm truly going to follow Christ because sometimes we are born again, but we still have our own ways. We still have our own mindset. We still, Mm. you know, we are saved we are still living in our own so, world.
2: So the attacks, and, the attacks yeah. were happening. The attacks were happening after you were Christian. Still, this was in first while you were you've been a Christian since you were twelve. Yes.
1: But the attacks are still happening. Yes. they were still happening. Exactly, mm. they were still happening. So if I tell you how I got delivered, it's mm. so amazing. If I give you a just short story on that. Mm. So I remember, as like I said, I was already saved, but I was going through these things. So that's why it's very important, children of God, to Although you are saved, you need to be taught the word of God. Mm. You need the teachings of why am I saying that? Because sometimes, you know, you know, this is how it is. When you get born again, your soul is the one that gets saved. Mm. But your mindset, it's still where it was before. Mm. So whenever we get taught, we get transformed. We get transformed. So how I got, you know, delivered from all of these attacks, from all this bondage. Because yes, you can be a child of God born again, but you're still bound. You're still bound in sin. You're still bound in many other things, though you are born again. Because the mindset is still bound there. The heart can be here, but the mindset is there. That's why in the book of John 14, Jesus says, you have been made clean by the words I've taught you. What Mm. does that mean? It means when you sit down and get taught the things of God, you get transformed, you get transformed. Even the sicknesses that could have bound you, even sin that could have bound you, it leaves because of, you know, the teachings of Christ, because they mm. make you holy. They take you where they come from. The teachings of God make you like God. And mm. yeah, so going back to the, the, the part of how I got delivered from this, it was very simple.
0: Mm. It was
1: very simple. So one of our pastors, you know, who were in the branch at that time, you know, who, who has now opened another branch in the same church though, He's a doctor, right? He's a doctor. I remember we had a, it was more like a cell meeting at that time, and he mm. was there sitting. So all this time I thought I had a medical condition. I thought this was a medical condition
0: because mm. I remember
1: even when I was at the hospital, they were doing brain scanning. So people thought I'm epileptic. Myself, <laughs> they I
2: thought knew that. this one,
1: I'm is, this one not is crazy. Epileptic. Hi, Baba. I knew that me, I'm not epileptic, guys. <laughs> How can an epileptic person? first become blind it doesn't make sense you know when you're epileptic i don't know what happens per se, but i believe you fall and then yeah but going blind though why am i becoming blind it Mm. didn't make sense you know so it's dead and And, and, and being blind should
2: be the most scariest thing because you don't see anything
1: i can't see anything and funny enough for me i couldn't even feel anything you know, mm. I could only hear my complete voice, but I can't see myself. It would happen even at home. You know, I would tell my sister, please hold me tight. You know, I can, I can, I can't feel you. She's like, I'm here. Cause it feels it feels, yeah, like I'm scared because yeah, I'm it's like I'm all alone. You know, so, it's like I'm being taken. T- t- so what is happening? Your you know? parents,
2: what are they saying about this? Because now it should be the most terrifying thing when your daughter's going through
1: something. Oh, like hey. this. So my because my family was still very traditional, Mm. I think we need a whole day for such things. So Mm. they would take me to Sangoma, Mm. yeah? Although I was born again, I would be Mm. taken to Sangoma. Trust me, and this is why I still say only the power of God is able to save us. Mm. So I would go there because they believed in those things. And when I was there, when I come back, I would be worse. Mm. I would come back worse. I would come back worse, so the attacks would happen frequently now than when I had gone before. Mm. I remember they would then say, "Okay, let's change the person we were in. Let's go to another one." So that was my life, bound life, yeah. until the day now I was telling you about the doctor. So my pastor is a doctor, right? Mm. So the the one who the medical the doctor. One. So when was yeah, medical doctor? Yes, mm. medical doctor. So when I when I when I got there so what I loved is so he I I went to speak to him but before I went I was like okay I know he will maybe tell me if this is a really a medical condition if I'm really epileptic or he will tell me if this is spiritual yeah so -hmm. when I got to him I explained everything that happens guys I was weeping and I still knew at the church that was JTL at that time Uh, when I went when when you know when I went to receive my deliverance so I'm still in the same church, yes. So when I when I got there to him, I began to weep because this thing. I was staying alone, address like I didn't have a roommate at that time, and I would be attacked in my room. Imagine alone. you locked and alone. Yo, you know, so this imagine. thing happened now and then, either in class, in the robots, you know, and in the happens, room, in the bathroom. What happens oh now? What, what happens
2: like, now? What happens now when you get attacked alone? Because alone, yo.
1: My neighbors, I remember I had neighbors, most their address. So I would start screaming because it starts as with blindness. I would mm. scream and they knew, oh, my goodness, didn't they? And they would be trying to open the door, open the door until the time, the time I would just collapse. Because if that's with blindness, then the collapse. They would mm. be knocking, they would be trying to open, ah, no, until the time then I'm awake and I have this severe headache. And I remember I was probably hitting my head on the floor. Mm. So that was the kind of life I had. So now I had even, you know, chest pains, I would develop stuff in my mouth. So it was really bad. So when I got to him, I was in that state. And I told Mm. him I wept. Like he didn't know me, and because I still knew even at the church. And I explained everything. I love what he said. He didn't, because he's a doctor, he could have said, I know you, you are epileptic. And I remember I would even get suicidal thoughts because, you know, it was hard, guys. It was hard. And I thought, you know what, Lord, I just want to take my life. But my fear was, if I take my life, I definitely won't make it to heaven because I've taken my life, you know. So it was that thing of, okay, it's fine. I will leave this with this thing. But one thing I know is that, Lord, one day when I'm with you, I'm going to ask you, what is that? What was that thing? Because I used to call it a thing because I never understood what it was. Mm. Okay. So I remember now when I was with my pastor, then I told him all these things. Finally, someone gave me an answer of what that thing was. Mm. So this is what he said what to me. What was it? He, he said, you are being attacked by ancestral spirits. Mm. Yeah. That's what he said. And he says, when they come, they just come with no harm. They just come to visit you. Mm. Like what? So apparently, when I was still a baby, I was given to you know traditional homes. Uh. So I was in, I was introduced to whatever ancestral spirit. and so they come because you know Satan really works, beloved. He works through these things. Satan knows how to be strategic to get to our hearts. Those people are dead. The Bible says there is no relationship between the living and the dead.
2: We're well, gonna take a quick break. Uh, please okay. let us. Let this think in and think about it for a moment and then we'll be back after this. Welcome back to the sunset. I'm still here with Tinkle. So, okay, and then yeah, man, your story is very touching, Dintle, man. And then, yeah, I'm having goosebumps just listening to this, man. Yo, so yeah, can, uh-huh. you, please, can you please continue? And then, yeah, you're still talking about how you will deliver with your pastor.
1: Yes, so this is an interesting uh, <clears throat> word he gave me here. He said to me, even if I do not pray for you. My sister, what I want you to know is to understand the power of the blood of Jesus. Mm. All you need is that understanding. (laughs) I spoke about being a child of God, but not yet transformed in your mind, even in the stuff that God is saying about you. Mm. So already I was born again, like I said, but I still didn't understand the power of the blood of Jesus. So mm. that understanding was the key to my deliverance. Understanding, understanding what God is saying about us is very important mm. in taking us out of our bondages and stuff like that. So mm. he opened the scripture for me. It's 1st Peter chapter 1, verse 18. Mm. Remember he said I was being attacked by ancestral spirits, which are the spirits which I was given to. When I was still a baby and I was being introduced into the family and whatnot, right? Mm. And so when they were coming, for them, they were just coming to visit their granddaughter or whatever it is. Mm. But to me, as a child of God, those are evil spirits because God has already purchased me with his blood. Mm. The Bible says there in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, Mm. but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish. So in other words, he purchased me. He bought me with a higher price. He bought Mm. me with the blood from those ancestral spirits that were claiming me. So he was claiming me with his blood by dying for me. He was Mm. claiming me from whatever it is. That is why, even when Christ, we say he died for our sins. Sin was taking us to where it comes from. Mm. It's taking us to where God is sending it and that is hell. So it claims us. But the moment we receive Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, it's claiming us also from that sin that is claiming us to hell. Mm. So I had to understand that the blood of Jesus has already redeemed me from those ancestral spirits that were claiming me. Beloved, after that, he prayed for me. And that was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. There was no dramatic falling and whatnot that I had to do there uh, inside. He just gave me a scripture, laid hands on me. Didn't the and chest take me?
2: You have never experienced anything since then.
1: Guys, to today, I am healed. No more. You see the blindness, the falling, the epilepsy that people thought I had, it was gone. It Mm. was gone. All the shame was gone through one scripture. Understanding the power of the blood of Jesus was what delivered me. Do we understand? Yes. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. So, Mm. yeah, it's that. The the, the toughest of bondages were delivered through one scripture. So, Mm. yeah, it's that. It's really that. Yes.
2: Mm. Wow. That's a very touching story. Mm -hmm. You really went through the most, eh? Yes,
1: yes, yes. So,
2: (laughs) I I feel like you've been through a lot that, uh, you know, a lot of things. So, what advice would you give to to new believers, people who just became Christians or people who are recently saved? What advice would you give to them?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say to you, be in a place of fellowship, Honestly, this is a principle that every believer must embrace. Every child of God who really says they are a child of God must embrace a place of fellowship. What do I mean by fellowship? You know, he who says fellowship means communion of the same kind, communion with people of the same kind, you know, being in a place of communion with people who are of the same kind.
0: Mm. And I'll say
1: that fellowship is the nature and the lifestyle of God. Our God mm. loves fellowship. He's not a lonely God. Mm. And that is why when you hear the scriptures, read the scriptures also in the book of Revelation, it speaks about the four living creatures surrounding the throne, the 24 elders. He's not alone. Mm. Our God is not a lonely God. Why are you living your Christianity on your own? What nature is that? Our God is the God of fellowship. It is the nature of God. It's a lifestyle of God. Mm. And fellowshipping with People of the same kind, not, any, not just any fellowship, but fellowship of the same kind. Fellowship with the people of the same nature as you. When I say nature, I mean people who are already in the root of God like yourself, mm. right? Because you were just born again. But I said it must be a principle for every believer. And mm. I'll say that if we have the nature of God, we will love fellowship.
0: Mm.
1: If I'm truly someone who has the nature of God, I will also love fellowship. Mm. If we are fellowshipping with God, truly, if I have a individual or personal, if I call it like that, if I have a personal relationship with God, a true one, I will also love to be where God loves to be. Mm. God loves to be in his house. The church is the body of Christ. Mm. The church, it's his body. He loves his body. Although he died for the world, but he lives in the church. Mm so i must love to be where he loves to be if i'm truly in a relationship with him i must yeah. also love to be where he is
2: let's talk a bit about and uh,
1: also,
2: sorry yes. let's talk a bit about how because you spoke about the spiritual attacks that you went through né? because i feel like yes. the people who might have not seen that as a spiritual attack but maybe as a medical condition as you said and then just relaxed and lived yes. with it whereas it was a, a spiritual thing Let's talk a bit about what's happening right now. Maybe there are people who are struggling with pornography or they're struggling with alcohol or they're struggling with other things. What advice would you give to those young people who are struggling with those things?
1: Okay. I'll say this to you. You overcome commitment by commitment. Okay. Those things that people are stuck in, like you said, addiction to certain things, it's a commitment. Am Mm. I right? You're Mm. committed to those things. Mm. so you overcome those commitments by committing to God mm. by committing to the things of God, mm. by starting to serve God, I tell you what, serving God will keep you from many things, mm. because when you serve God you begin to be preoccupied by the things of God and mm. I also say this to you whenever we are serving God and you know, we have power over things, Yeah. what do I mean by that, even, even it, it's like this Satan has no power over you. Satan Mm. meaning those things that are binding you and are coming from him. There's no power from, you know, over you except for the one you give him. Mm. He has no power over you except for the power that you give to him. What do I mean by that? You are the one who allows him by opening for him. Mm. What do I mean by that again? Whenever sin comes, it actually knocks. And when you open for it, it comes and dwells inside of you. Mm. And many a times, those things, they bind us because we have allowed them to sit in us. I'm getting some. We have allowed them to dwell inside of us. Mm. But the moment I begin to commit fully to the things of God and allow God to work in me, he will remove those things. Our God is able to weaken the things that weaken you. Mm. And whenever you have committed yourself into serving God, he's able to claim you as well because truth is yes our God can fight you for can fight for you over those things Mm. you know that are binding you but if you are not allowing him to he won't what do i mean by that if i don't give him the permission to because truth is sin has a sense of pleasure in it yeah Yeah. that's why people keep going back if if it was you know it, it has pleasure and that's why the people they keep going back but if i'm gonna say lord I truly need you to deliver me from this bondage. He will do it. Mm. But many times we still want to enjoy that pleasure. And that is why, how can you fight for a lover who doesn't love you back? He loves us, but we choose certain things. But how can he then want to fight for us in the things that we choose? God Mm. can only fight for those who choose him over the things. Mm. If you choose to say, Lord, I want to serve you. And I want to come out of these things. Trust me, he will weaken those things from you and he will take them away from you. Nah, but as long as I too. keep choosing those things,
0: mm.
1: as long as I keep choosing that pleasure, he, ca- he, he allow me to say, he can't help you because you are choosing another lover over him. Mm. God is a gentleman, he doesn't choose himself over us, mm. he does not.
2: Mm. Makes sense.
1: God cannot fight for us on the things we don't allow him to fight for us on. Okay. If we choose to go to the other side, he has given us free will. Then mm. you, will, we will go to the other side. Mm. But what I'm saying is, if we say, Lord, I need you, I need your help, even from that pleasure. Trust me, God will dry it out quickly. He will dry out that pleasure. He will take you out. He will weaken those things that are weakening you. And it's all about us allowing him. The Bible says in the book of Revelations, Behold, I'm knocking at your door. Do not harden your hearts. So mm. God doesn't impose himself on us. He knocks. But mm. we need to allow him to take us out of those things. We need that to allow sense. him to be able to deliver us. We need to give him that chance. So I was speaking about Satan. Satan doesn't have the power over you, except also the power you allow him in. Mm. He just knocks as well. But he knocks with so much pressure such that you feel like, oh no, I really can't do without this. It's just a pressure, trust me. Mm. If you resist it, the Bible says, submit to God and resist the devil and the devil will flee away from you. If you resist Satan so hard as well, how do you resist him? By submitting yourself to God. If mm. you resist him so hard, that, that pressure of wanting to watch pornography or whatever pressure, it will go away. It will mm. go away. But he knocks with Play to, with pressure to a point where you think you can't do without it. But That's the moment be... you agree and give into that pressure, mm. yeah? Mm. The moment you agree to it, he comes in and he dwells inside of you. You become Satan's mattress, mm. You know? Mm. But how do you overcome him? By submitting yourself to God. And when okay. you submit to yourself to God, he rises to fight for you because you have made it clear to him to say, Lord, I choose you. Even in Mm -hmm. my weakness, I still choose you. And indeed, he will come for you. He won't leave you. The reason why sometimes you remain there is because we haven't given God a clear indication to say, Lord, I love you back. I love you back. Mm -hmm. Please fight for me. And he will do it. So yeah, it's that.
2: um, With that being said, I want us to talk a bit about um, believers who are going through the most or they don't in inverted commas see god in their lives because sometimes i've met christians who are christians but they feel like yeah their lives are a contradiction to their faith because they don't see god in their lives things are not going well sometimes some of them maybe yeah. they say you lost a parent in the most you know difficult times of your life or maybe you're, you're just going through difficult times you, you're praying but you don't see God mm. in, li- in your life so what advice would you give to people like that
1: right right allow me to say this our God is the God of the worst situations. Our God is the God of the worst of situations. Mm. <clears throat> I want us to learn something as believers from the story of the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years. Mm. 12 years. That woman had the issue of blood, meaning that, you know, the, the, the period she was going through a menstrual cycle nonstop. Mm. It was a fountain of blood that she was in. Imagine ladies are crying for three days a menstrual cycle and they're already, you know, in pain and they're crying, you know, to say, oh my gosh, it's so hard. Imagine going through that nonstop for 12 years. Wouldn't you kiss God and die as our people normally do these days?
0: Mm. To say,
1: ah, where is this God? He doesn't even love me. Mm. So what I'm trying to get to is I really admire her faith. This woman, I believe she had been to doctors. I believe she had been to many places to try and get help, but mm. she was not receiving help. The Bible says, you know, it was, I believe it was even dry, drying her, even, even, even financially, because imagine you have to go consult every now and then just for you to get well, but not getting well. Mm. And she had lost hope in my own world because like, you are 12 years and I'm still not fine. She should have lost hope. But Mm. we see the Bible saying there was a time Jesus was passing there in their area and there were crowds. And the Bible says this woman said in her heart she said in her heart if only I can touch the clothes of this man I will be healed. Mm. She said it in herself if only I can touch it was what we call faith. And It's even an amazing kind of faith because it's a faith of someone who has gone through a lot for 12 years. Remember during that time as well, it was that time where when a woman is going through their menstrual cycle, it was shameful. You couldn't be allowed to be uh, in certain places or touch certain things. It was shameful. She was going through shame. She was going through that, you know, imagine maybe if this thing also came with period pains. She was going through the uh, most of of, of her time, Mm. but she still didn't lose hope. She said, if only I can touch the clothes of that man, which is Jesus, I will be healed. She didn't start saying, oh my gosh, I want him to lay hands on me, prophesy on me. She just had in her heart to say, if only I can touch, I will be healed. And indeed, the Bible says she, she found herself, you know. But remember there was a crowd. Remember there was a crowd and I believe he was far from her. There were people surrounding Jesus, but she found her way to touch the clothes of Jesus. And the Bible says, immediately, that fountain stopped. Mm. The blood stopped. The blood stopped. Mm. And Christ said, who touched me? I believe he was touched in a deep place. It was a a faith kind of a touch. Mm. It was a faith kind of a touch.
2: So she had faith?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting somewhere. There's two things here, beloved. The first one is, I'll say, why are you not seeing God or why are you not hearing God? Allow me to say, God stops speaking where he's not heard. When God keeps on speaking and we don't hear him or we keep rejecting him, he will stop speaking. Mm. He will stop speaking. If, if, he keeps, if he keeps warning and he keeps giving you advice and you keep rejecting him, he will stop speaking. And allow me to finish with these two things. The first one is that we will stop speaking because we have given ourselves to certain pleasures against Him, other than Him. And when we give ourselves to another world, other than the the, the world of the child of God, I'm speaking to the children of God here, right? Mm. If you, you have given yourself to another world, but you are a child of God, He will stop speaking because yeah. there are certain places God can reach you in. And when you are in that place you are going to experience a true nature of where you are mm. what do i mean by that when we embrace the joy of the world demons okay. they give joy mm. demons they can give pleasure but they themselves their nature is torment Mm. Their nature, their nature is affliction. They are afflicted beings. They are afflicted spirits, if I put it like that. Mm. They are afflicted, they are tormented. And at some point, they will give you pleasure for a certain you know, time or period. After a certain time, at the end, the destination is sorrow. You're going to experience sorrow, you're going to experience torment, and you're going to experience affliction. That's mm. why we even speak about people who are troubled in their minds, people who are going through the the bondage of the mind and all of that. Because in the beginning, they embraced joy outside God. Mm. They embraced pleasures outside God. And God stopped speaking to them. God stopped working in their lives. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 59, it's not that my hand is too short to save you or my ears are too deaf to hear you. It's just that there is a wall between me and you. I can't hear you. So God can reach you in certain places. Mm, God can speak to you in certain places. So you are experiencing that sorrow. You're experiencing that torment and affliction wherever you are because of the pleasures you have embraced. And and the demons have now showed you their true nature, which Mm. is torment. Mm. I'm getting somewhere. And you look at the life of the prodigal son. He decided to take his share and left the father's house. He left the covering. He left and went to enjoy the pleasures of the world. Children of God, we can go and enjoy the pleasures of the world and leave God behind. At the end, the destination is sorrow, torment, and affliction. So this Mm. young man left. He took his share from his father. He went to enjoy his own things. But at the end, we see him eating with the pigs. Mm. And I believe if it was today, he would have been like, oh, God, where are you? Oh, my father, where are you? but it's the route that you have chosen. Mm. And although he was the child of his father and his father loved him, his father didn't go after him. There are certain places that God won't go after you in. You are, Mm -hmm. you are there in, in the pit. Yes. You know, you have chosen. So it's all about choice, but that's still the first part of my message. I'm going to go to the other one. That's still the first part you have chosen there. But we see the beautiful thing about this prodigal son the bible says he came back to his senses Mm. and he said but in my father's house they don't eat with pigs even the servants they eat the most good things i will go back to my father's house even if i'm just a servant but i'll go back so we see someone repenting here we see someone deciding to go back to the father's house and he went but the beautiful thing about it is we see the father receiving him with so much joy. He didn't say, ah, you, where have you been? You went to the world. You went most to enjoy the pleasures of the world. No, no, he, he didn't say that. He kept, He kept embracing him. So although the father, you know, was there, when the son came, the Bible says he ran to him and he embraced him and mm-hmm. he received him back. And that is what we must be like to God. If we choose to repent and run back to God, will begin Mm. to work in our lives. On Mm. the second part, on the second part is, say now you are a child of God and you are going through that and you are going through those times difficult times, you feel like you are not seeing God. I'll say this and I'll ask you a question. When Jesus was at the cross, didn't he he say, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Mm. I believe he was saying that because he felt like God was not there with him. Mm. But was not God working there? God Mm. was fully working at the cross. Mm. He was working salvation of the whole world. But Christ couldn't even feel that Mm. because it was the most difficult time. Mm. But God was fully there. So I'll say this to you. The silence of God is not the absence of God. Can you please repeat that? the silence of God is not the absence of God. Mm. So now I'm speaking to the children of God who are in the ways of God and are experiencing such times. Mm. The silence of God is not the absence of God. Mm. Christ thought like God was not there, but I believe the whole of heaven was fully with Jesus at that cross. Mm. It was fully with him at that cross. Mm. And he was not alone. The Bible says you will never leave your loved ones see decay. God won't leave you in the pit. Mm -hmm. He won't allow you to see decay. You know, God didn't leave Christ in that grave. If God promised to resurrect him in three days, he truly did. Mm -hmm. We see God truly doing it. And he truly did. He truly took him out. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from those afflictions always. So as a child of God, we are not exempt from tribulations and trials mm. but what we know and what we are assured of is that god will not leave us in that pit god won't leave you there he will not leave you there if you are a child of god truly and you have a relationship with god and you 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 are in the things of god and you are still going through those things god won't leave you there mm, remember where god is working Satan is also throwing his own uh, uh, bullets there just to discourage you He's mm-hmm. throwing bullets there just to discourage you. But the Bible says that also, you know, take heart. I have overcome the world. You will, Jesus says, you will be You will be faced with many, many trials. But, you know, be of good courage. I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. Christ has already overcome for us. Mm-hmm. And he will keep coming back for you. And I also say this, these things also, they, 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 they happen also to see your stand with God, child of God. Mm-hmm. Where are you standing with God? When you look at the life of Job, he was not a sinful child of God. He was a child of God who was committed to God, but Mm. he went through the most. He lost all of his family. I mean, all of his children, all Mm. his flocks, all his riches, everything gone. He even became sick. He was sick, but we don't see him saying, God, you are no longer here. We don't see him insulting God. You know, to a point where his wife was like, hey, "Amen, just kiss this God of yours and die. Mm. You know? But he never said that. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. Mm. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. So wow, he trusted God to the point of death.
2: I think he trusted me. God to the
1: point of saying...
2: You've answered me yes, to, let, to a point that yes. I didn't even expect it. Yeah, you, went, you really went deep there. <laughs>
1: Yes, 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 yes. So in closing on that very same question, so mm. we see him really trusting God to that point, you know, but this is also what, what I love, you know? Mm. You know, we see he, someone committed to, to 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 you know, trust God to the point where, where even if I'm sick, I will continue. Mm. And when you look at the, the life of the three Hebrew guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we see them also saying, I will serve this God even if they take me to the fire as a child of God, you will go through the fire. But the question is, how far can you go with God? How far can you defend God? How far can you stand with God? Mm. When when you're experiencing fire, you are now like, ah, no, no, Lord, you know, I'm done with you. You are not here. You don't love like me. Those guys, they said, even if you throw us in the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar, we will not serve any foreign God. Mm. We will not serve idols. We will not go against our father's principles. We will not mm. go against God. Even if you kill us, The Bible says, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar was urging them to to bow down to a a foreign god, but they said no. And the Bible says that he was like, okay, I will throw you guys into the fire. And the fire was made seven times stronger, but they still said no to a wrong life. And they refused. And indeed, they were thrown into the fire. Mm. But even there, they still refused. But this is the beautiful part I wanted to close with. The Bible says there was a fourth man in the fire. Mm. That was God. They were not alone. And King Nebuchadnezzar was like, I see a fourth man in that fire. And we see them coming out of the fire. They were not bent. You know the story. You know the story. So all I'm saying is they went as far as death saying we can even die for this God. Whether he comes through for us or he doesn't. One thing I know is that I will not disobey my God. Whether he comes for me or not, that is the attitude they have. And that is the attitude every child of God must have. And when we have that attitude, God truly, and I tell you what, God is faithful, beloved. He will never leave you there. He won't leave you there. But the question is, how far can you go for God? How mm-hmm. far can you enjoy that, you know, that place of sorrow, that place of pain that you are going through? that place of losing your children like Job did, that place of pain, how far can you endure for God? So it's mm. all about, you know, how how, how you know your God. I love what Job said. I know my Redeemer lives. He knew his God. Most of the times when you go through these things, it's so that we may lose a good vision of God. The whole reason why Satan is also throwing these bullets at us is so that you may start kissing God and saying, ah, but this God, but this God, but this God. It's so that you may see God as a liar. If God has promised you good things and you are seeing all the bad things, it's so that you may declare and say, ah, God is a liar. That's the whole purpose of why Satan is doing this. It's so that you may have a wrong and a distorted vision of God. But may you know your God. May you know who he is. May you know his goodness. May you know that my God is, is God. Whether he comes for me or not, I know he's still God. Whether I see him or not, I know he's still God. And indeed, you will see him. That is
2: wow. where I will end. The discussion. Wow. Thank that you. Was that was very deep. Thank you, Dinte, for that. So, before you wrap this up, any last advice or anything you want to add on top of that before we close this?
1: I think we have said a lot of things.
0: We <laughs> have <Thank laughs> <you.
2: Thank> you. <laughs> said a lot of things. Yeah. So, what is yeah. next? What is next for, for Dinte and, and, and JTL consultants? Or are you going to be preaching anywhere, yeah. anytime soon, so that maybe we can let our listeners know if they want to listen to you more?
1: Okay, so I won't be preaching anytime soon anyway, I believe. But in the church, you know, we do have what you call cell meetings. Yeah, that's where I normally share. But um, I would also advise really, which is where I'm getting all these teachings and all this knowledge I spoke about, how, you know, we must embrace teachings. You know, I said that our souls can be saved, but your mindset can still be in the world. And that's why you keep going to the world. Mm. But the teachings of God, which transform us, are really able to cleanse us. They are able to make us holy. So I'll say that, you know, there is a teaching that is shared in our church every Wednesday at nine o'clock uh, from Pastor Kiluba, our, uh, our, you know, the the founder of JTL. He, kept, he keeps sharing these teachings every Wednesday. And those are the teachings that I really dwell on and are really transforming me every time, you know. So yeah, I think my advice, if you'd really like to hear me one day preaching again, it's if you can listen to those teachings. I think that's the most important part than you running after hearing Dindla preaching somewhere. It's that you may okay. really listen to those teachings. Yeah.
2: Alright. Okay, one last yeah. question and it's an uncomfortable question I hope it's going to be very helpful to, to to a lot of women. Let's talk about how have you ever experienced guys who approached you for the wrong reasons? Let it be yeah, in the church yeah, or outside yeah. the church. And how did you deal with that?
1: um so my question is did i know that they they were there for wrong reasons or i also fell for it or what let's no, I'm can elaborate of, the question
2: Listen, maybe in terms of it's the internet now né? you know that you're not ready to get married now you're gonna get married maybe in the next five yeah. or six years but somebody comes now to you and say hey look this is how i feel about you and then you know because yeah. obviously you're very beautiful and then they say this is how i feel about you and i want you i want to marry you if you're not ready a nice speak how do yeah. you respond to that
1: well, if I'm not ready then, and I don't love them back, then you just make it clear that I don't know, my brother. I think you are in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, like but you but know? okay. But what if, I'll what, say, if what if what it's someone you like?
2: What if it's someone you who's constant in the church, like and then this person you guys are close, then they come to you. How difficult it is then to deny them that? I don't
1: know if I <laughs> beloved this thing of. I'm Christian. You're Christian. Let's get married. is very dangerous. Oh,
0: yeah? yeah.
1: For the fact that, for the fact that we are, you know, doesn't mean that that's you know what we are supposed to do. The, the okay, not the Bible, but what I understand is, <laughs> um, yes, marriage is purposeful. It must be purposeful. You know, mm. if my brother, you are coming to me or say now, whatever the case is, I'll ask what what's your plan. Why are you even approaching? What's your plan? Mm. If your plan is to play around trial and error, you are in a driving school, you are in the wrong place. Mm. The reason I'm saying this is that, you know, we don't want people to be jumping in and out of relationships.
0: Yeah. Because
1: also the heart is involved in there. Mm. And wherever you wherever you you know, you, you commit to whatever you you entertain will take you from where it comes from. Mm -hmm. If I entertain certain words, I must not just listen to you know, every word, every conversation, everything comes from somewhere. It comes from a certain influence. If that, if that conversation that I'm entertaining is coming from, you know, the, 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 the deep place of trying to distract me from the things of God, then I'm in a dangerous place. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is if someone, you know, is really committed and I love them back. We love each other. You know, well, let's be friends and know each other, mm. but in a distant place, mm. because it's also very important to really see, you know, the, the, the intention behind, because sometimes someone you can love them back, but they are hiding behind, you know, being good and all of that. But truth oh, is, nah. they are just there for the wrong reasons.
2: Okay. So yeah, what uh,
1: I also want yeah, to say sorry, is... Sorry, sorry.
2: Just add on that. Has up. there ever been, has there ever been a time yeah. where there's somebody from the world who came to the church because they saw you or maybe they saw someone in your church and understand not what i'm saying
1: a lot of times is it a lot of times that's why turn of god be very wise he must be able to have what you call discernment so the spirit of discernment is very important as a child of so people, must just come, people just
2: come from outside because they saw someone in the church the one yeah. they are in the church because the one that person, not because the one god
1: yes yes mm. yes brothers brothers do that a lot eh? They run to the church
2: but that's you, just for a
1: certain season. Yes, sometimes you see that happening. So what I'll say, if I love this person back, and you know, I'll say let's about let's pray about it. Mm. Let's pray about it. But even in that session of praying about it, whatever period, we are not becoming intimate here. Mm. No, that that's where the problem is. We can't become intimate. We pray about it, and one way or another, the Lord speaks. And when we think we are ready, we then go to our spiritual father, guys. It's very important to be under a covering eh? think mm. That's one of the things we never touched, but we spoke about church, but even in church, don't just be a church hopper or I mean, a church goer. there, you must be committed under a certain covering. I mean, that's a whole teaching in itself about the fathers and stuff. Maybe one day speak about it, but all I'm saying is have a spiritual father. And if you are committed with this person and you guys think you are ready, like I said, you don't want people coming to you here and they have no plan. And all they want is just to be, I just love you. You, mm. you just love, you. you just want, you know, have a, so, what, do you guys, do you have a plan? Mm. And yeah. So from there you go to your spiritual father, you, you start being taught, you start being canceled, but it's all that you can not be hoping in and out of places. Remember also your heart is involved. Okay? That's where you break your heart. Hey, when you get there, you realize, hey, hey, this person can't be, you know, they were just playing and already your mm. heart is involved. Then you yeah. go to another brother. Ah, they were also playing. You go to oh my goodness, what a bunch of. So but now,
2: obviously, uh, you spoke about being intimate, obviously. You can't be intimate before you get married, right? Obviously, that's that's the rule. But mm. can you kiss? Mm. Is kissing being part of intimate? Can you kiss?
1: Beloved, don't be intimate. <laughs> don't be intimate. <laughs> Remember, I said we are friends. Do you uh, kiss with your friends? Yeah? So okay, you your friend,
2: your friends, friend, No. And then now, remember, I, I remember,
1: propose. So they, I think you didn't understand my steps. You didn't understand <laughs> my steps, before. So what I said is, if this person comes, and the, yeah, maybe they are really committed to God, like myself and whatnot, and I really like them back, then said, no, no, let's let's pray about it. Remember, that's a very important uh, time of your life as well. Praying about it, very important as well. So when we are praying about it. We are, during that time, we are just friends. Mm. And I tell you what, guys, if someone is really for you and from God, whether they can move to another planet, God will make sure that they come back just to mm. That's the thing with the sisters. We want to be so much attached and say, oh my gosh, what if they take him? If you are really in a relationship with God, he won't allow mm. that you lose that person. But many a times we want to get so much attached because we are afraid to lose this person let's do things quickly let's uh uh-uh. if you guys can't even be patient with each other huh? how are you even gonna enjoy in your marriage if okay. this person can't wait for you
2: personal question okay before you wrap up this up because we're we running out of time personal question can people kiss before they get yeah. married
1: well i don't know but one thing i know is if they've passed that stage of you know, we are now, we were just friends. Now we are being cancelled by the pastor. Mm. We are ready to get married. I don't know what the answer is, but I, I really don't know because now we are no longer friends, right? Yeah. We are now mm. in a stage where we are ready. We are in what we call courtship time. Mm. So I don't know. I think maybe the man of God can tell us, the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, mm. but it's, that's what, that, because also in that, in that time, because remember kissing, you are also, you know, um, you are it's it's a it's also a form of intimate place okay. because
2: it's step one. you
1: are exchanging. Mm. Yeah, but it's it, it is intimate, guys. Honestly, it's intimate, it is intimate. Yeah yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is being intimate as well. So in my own yeah. world, I wouldn't say, you know, you you can because you're still not married, my brother. Why should you enjoy the pleasure of what you have not married yet?
2: So the first time you may sound a bit I may sound a bit strange first time, right now. going to be on the altar it's going to be in my marriage
1: well that's how i view it that's Mm. how i view it but i believe the men of god can tell us during that time of of uh counseling but all i'm saying is in itself kissing is intimate because Mm. also why why would you want to already have the pleasure before you get (laughs) married to me you haven't married me my brother why should you enjoy the pleasure and also Ah, ah, it's ah, really ah, there ah, 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 i know i'm sounding very very a bit strict, or I don't know whichever name you can give me right now, but it's very important to be a very principled. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, it's true, it's true. I've also, the yeah. reason why I asked, the reason why I asked is because I've also heard it that people, some people say they, they, they want to do that because it can lead to things that they don't want to do. You know? So uh, I asked yeah. that on, I asked that on people. You, um,
1: you are touching um, me, but you haven't married me. Um. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> we need to have, we need to have yeah. part two of this, we need to have part two of this conversation and get into more details about this.
1: I agree. Definitely. Thank you, Dinka. Thank you, Dinka
2: for agreeing to make time with me because I know that you're a very busy woman. Thanks for making time. <laughs> and I hope our listeners got a lot from, from today's show. Your story.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, how everything went down. I hope they're gonna learn a lot from it. And then, yeah, man. Thanks, thanks, thanks for making yeah. time to be with us.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate
2: it. Hey guys, that's all time we have for today. I'll see you next week on another episode of The Sunset. Peace out. Sure. Yeah. Uh the the thing that I can kiss even how. <laughs> bye guys, Why bye guys. I still recording. Okay, bye guys. I'll see you next week <laughs> on another episode of the <laughs> first uh, side. <Sharp. laughs>